RadioInfluence.com Listening to Crush Performance with the Crusher, Jeff Crushell. Get in on the talent grid and text Crush at 101260 with your questions, comments, or smart ass remarks. Welcome to Crush Performance, everybody. I am Jeff Crushell, and we're your weekly source for performance information. Hey, thanks so much for joining us this week. If you want to reach out to us, do so. Crushperformance.com is the website. Info at Crush Performance is our email. If you want to reach out, that is the place to connect, and we answer every single message we get. If you need some help with something, you have a question, if you have a topic you'd like us to investigate, we've dedicated segments, even entire episodes your ideas let us know that is the email for sure or if you're getting fired up for the return of sport after this crazy covid shutdown and you need some help some advice let us know if we don't have the answers here's what i could tell you we know somebody that does we will reach out on your behalf and we will get you that answer so do reach out if you are so inclined we love those messages and again you guys get us thinking about things we might not be thinking about. As much as we challenge ourselves to get you guys thinking, man, it's a it's a great two-way street. So reach out, and now's a good time because spring is here, and with it comes spring sport. Baseball's underway down south, loving the Cactus League, the Grapefruit League. So many good things coming on. It's going to be a great baseball season. Things are really shaping up, and of course, as the snow melts up north, everybody's getting excited to get outside. Today, we got a really, really important discussion. We're going to talk with Crush Favorite Dr. Darren Nadeau. He is a founding member at Health Point Medical. He's the head team physician for the Edmonton Oilers and the Edmonton Football Club. He's also the vice president of the NHL Team Physician Society. Dr. Nadeau has been around professional sport most of his career. And he is really doing some unique things inside the sport, but also bringing it to the general public as well. We're going to talk about getting that interdisciplinary locker room type uh, approach to medicine and injuries available to the public. There's some really special people doing that right now. And Dr. Nadeau is one of those people. I also want to talk to Dr. Nadeau about this return to play that we're seeing. You know, we are on the cusp of opening wide up with the vaccines rolling out and getting back to sport is going to be interesting. After a year shutdown, we're going to have to do it right. And one of the important things that we can do, uh, not just to get ready, but on a daily basis, weekly basis, when you're with your teams or getting ready to train or compete is really taking advantage of that warm-up time. We're going to talk to Dr. Nadeau about strategies for warm-up. And I want to talk to Dr. Nadeau about playing in this COVID landscape. He was the medical director of the NHL bubble, and he's also the chief medical advisor for the WHL, AJHL, and the CFL. Putting together that NHL bubble and creating safe environments for all of these athletes to return to play in this COVID landscape is no small feat. We'll talk to Dr. Nadeau about everything that goes on behind the scenes to make that happen. And it was important work, really important work on a couple of levels. First off, to make sure everybody's safe, of course. But second, to actually make sport happen in this COVID landscape. So important, I think, to the mental welfare of society. I know for me personally, 
it was great for me to see the NBA and the NHL back in action. And I think it was for a lot of people. So we'll talk to Dr. Nadeau about all of that great stuff. I can't wait. Dr. Nadeau is a real game changer. But before we get to that, things are coming together on the COVID front and sport is slowly coming back to life. Everybody's excited. But I just want to proceed with a little bit of caution here on a couple of fronts. We've been away from sport for a long time. Some people for over a year. So I want to make sure that we're in the right place when we do return. Let's take our time getting ready and let's make sure that we're going to be safe when we do return to sport. We're joined now by Kelly Hodson from United Sport and Cycle. Kelly, everybody's excited to get back to sport and rightfully so, but it's also time to maybe use a little bit of caution. Yeah, no, for sure. I mean, it, how exciting is it to be able to say, we, you know, we're kind of back into the game a little bit. And I know it's a lot different from uh, from a lot of us know as, as far as the training environment goes. But, you know, uh, uh, for me back on the field and, and training some of the kids in soccer like I do, it's it's nice, even though they're training in isolation, you know, the, the social um, aspect of it, the mental health aspect of it and stuff. It's, it's so fun to be able to see kids back in the environment that they love so much and so passionately and, and, uh, the smiles on their faces. But, uh, I mean, like, like you, uh, you, like you said, it's been a while since we've been back there. So there's some things we need to consider. Yeah, absolutely. And part of that is the equipment. Some of these kids have grown and some of the equipment might be aged. So making sure the equipment is fitting right, uh, not only improves performance, but also has a huge impact on the safety factor. Yeah, you know that. I mean, every every kid wants new stuff all the time, and 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 uh, you know we we know that. But there also is a huge safety and fit component to it. I mean, a funny story that from uh, from training for me is is uh, when this one kid came back to play. He hasn't been on the uh, soccer pitch since November, and he gets back on. And five minutes into the session, he's like, "My toes, I cannot even handle it." And so he has to kick his boots off. And then I, I do a quick little check, and he, the shoes were full two sizes smaller than his feet. So he'd grown that much since November till now, Crazy. and just a massive growth spurt. And yeah, and so I mean, that's a that's a funny example. A customer came in the other day and said. Uh, Son returning back to hockey, and he uh, he's been playing hockey on the ODR and stuff, but he uses a different stick for the ODR, obviously, than the, he does on the ice. And so he went to his first actual practice with his team and um, realized that he'd grown over two inches, and so the stick was too small for him. And uh, he, he found himself fumbling around on the ice, couldn't c- collect a pass or anything. So, I mean, these are real fun stories, but the, the you know the seriousness of it is. Uh, you know, having equipment that doesn't fit you properly can be a safety concern as well. And certainly from a performance aspect, you're not going to be able to perform at the level you want. So, um, yeah, what were the, the conversations what we're having with parents now who are, you know, just maybe inquiring with us on social media or or, or using our chat system on our website? Um, we're inviting them to come in and bring their equipment with them. If you just want a validation to say, oh, yeah, this fits or, hey, with a little tweak, we can make this work. Or, you know, if it means that we need to get you into something else, we can do that, too. But there's yeah, there's absolutely nothing wrong with you bringing in your equipment and uh, having one of our um, experts have a look and see how it fits. And we can make some best recommendations from there. Yeah, there's no slowing that growth curve. That's for sure, Kelly. Interesting stuff. I never even would have thought of that funny funny stories for sure but so true so that's great Kelly. hey people do want to reach out to get in touch with you guys what's the best way to do it 
Uh, you can email us at sports at unitedsport.ca. And, uh, of course, through social media, any tw- uh, Facebook, Twitter, Instagram. And now we have that feature on our website, our new chat. So we have live chat with uh, experts on the other end of the chat. And so if you have some questions about uh, anything to do with sport or the stuff we carry, um, you can uh, jump online and, and chat with us there. Great stuff, Kel. Appreciate you guys and everything you can do for sport. Yeah, thanks for having us. All right, some really good advice from Kelly and our good friends down at United Sport and Cycle. Uh, get that equipment checked out. Hey, it's been a long time since we've been at, back in action. And I, you know, it's a funny story, but I would have never thought about the kids growing that much over that period of time. We know they do, of course, uh, but that's something to look into for sure. I know I've grown a little bit, not in the best of ways in this COVID shutdown, but we're doing our best to get back at it as everybody is here. And speaking of getting back at it, right after this break, we're going to have a fantastic conversation with Dr. Duran Nadeau, founding member at Health Point Medical. He's also the head team physician for the Edmonton Oilers and Edmonton Football Club. He was also the medical director of the NHL bubble. We've got a lot of great performance discussion coming up right after this on Crush Performance. Stick around, everyone. Find out what it takes to be a top performer. Get the Crush blog, podcast, and newsletter at crushperformance.com. Now, back to the show. Welcome back to Crush Performance, everybody. There you have one of our favorite bands, The Well and the Wolf, bringing us back from break. We're going to be playing these guys all the time. Such great music. If you get a chance, just search them out and check out their incredible library. They've got some new stuff coming out this spring as well, so we'll keep you posted on that. All right, well, listen, when it comes to sport performance, a big part of the puzzle is injuries. Injury prevention, injury assessment, management, and return to play. Very, very important stuff. But have you ever wondered behind the scenes when a professional athlete gets injured, what goes on? Well, I've been there and I've seen it. It is incredible when this interdisciplinary team jumps into action to figure out and assess the injury, figure out the best treatment at the time, and then how to map out a return to play strategy for that particular athlete with all these experts involved. It's a dream situation. And I'm happy to say I'm not the only one with this dream of interdisciplinary care for for everybody out there. And as a matter of fact, there's some really special people making it happen right now. And we're joined right now by one of those people. I'm very happy to introduce Crush favorite, Dr. Dran Nadeau, founding member at HealthPoint Medical. He's an associate professor at the University of Alberta and the head team physician for the Edmonton Oilers and the Edmonton Football Club. He's also the vice president of the NHL Team Physician Society. Dr. Nadeau, thanks for joining us today. Thanks, Jeff. Uh, I'm happy to be here and hopefully be able to answer some of your questions. Yeah, well, I know it's a very, very exciting time for athletes and sport in general. And, you know, as, as this COVID madness sort of works its way out and we work our way through it, uh, the return of sport is on the horizon here. We're seeing the NHL underway. We're seeing Major League Baseball kicking off. And, you know, I think those professional sports, you know, seeing those guys playing and those organizations making it happen – I think it's good for the soul of society. Am I going too far there? But I think it. I just think it's been really good for everybody to to just see that happening. Well, I think so, and I think you know naturally, um, our bodies were made to move, and I think what all of us find when we're either on these recent lockdowns or the inability to go out into the gym settings or be in our team sports is that you know we really um, lose that. Uh, um, that psychological benefit of sport. And and as you know, well, and I know you've talked about in the past, the psychological benefits of sport, both from a physical activity perspective, 
the release of those endorphins, and then being around other people in a different setting are also important. And I think whether it's our, you know, our kids who are in sport or us as adults, we really uh, miss that. And I think just watching it on TV gives us a little bit of hope that, hey, we're not too far off from us being able to return uh, into those sports. And, and, you know, we're seeing that with the Western Hockey League, Alberta Junior Hockey League starting, and our kids are back at dance and practices and triathlons and, and all sorts of sports. Yeah, it's an exciting time for everybody involved in sport and society in general. And, you know, it's interesting because one of the things I think that, that we're seeing here and we're talking about, you know, the COVID landscape and how it's sort of changed things. But we're also looking at some of the technology benefits, the sharing of information through virtual, you know, meetings and all of that great stuff that's been going on. But also talking to a few doctors and experts uh, around the world in, in, in terms of sport it, it's a really interesting discussion we're having. Could there be a silver lining to this? Because we know, Dr. Nadu, that, that injuries in sport have been a major, major issue and it's sort of been building up over the last few years. Could this break from overscheduling and overcompeting and being, being too busy maybe give us a, a, a double-sided result where we might see fewer injuries as we head back into sport if we handle it properly, but also maybe uh, uh, an increase in skill development as we've gotten away from the game and maybe focus more on the technical, tactical side. Some interesting conversation there anyway. Yeah, no, I, I, you bring up some good points there. I think, um, you know, I look at it in two different ways. I think people are finding um, with this COVID landscape um, that they're able to do um, things, whether I'm lecturing in medical school or uh, doing follow-up appointments with my patients by virtual means, either video conference or phone, but that saves people a lot of time from driving into an office and leaving. And the same thing goes for, you know, if we're able to do things at home, we save that hour of commute time and we can use that into doing um, more physical-based activity. The thing I do worry about a little bit is that, you know, as we go from uh, basically none to all, um, and I'm seeing this a bit in my own kids who, you know, um, who are now on the ice five to seven days a week where they weren't on the ice for a couple of months. Um, I worry a little bit about that lead in um, where it's like you're going into a professional training camp without having that regular ability to work out before. So I think, you know, that in the short term, we have to be, um, you know, very appropriate on how. Um, our youth sport and our adult sports return in the COVID landscape. And I think, you know, we're returning in stages, which is a good thing because that those stages are likely more practice, limited people on the ice. We're taking away contact in, in certain sports. Um, and, uh, you know, I think that's very important. Now, the flip side of it is, like you said, if we can find a way that maybe we can do some dynamic stuff, some some of the, you know, things that people usually don't do as much when they're in a team setting. Maybe we can do those Zoom things at home a few times a week where players can do their activation of their core or glutes, um, which will help prevent lower extremity injuries and, and back injuries. Um, you know, I th think just in general, Jeff, you know, we do know that there's a high injury prevalence in, in athletes. Uh, the Danish uh, group um, has been the leaders in it. Um, in prevention of injuries uh, around the world. And, and in fact, for many years, they usually um, do hold a injury prevention conference. And they did a study in 2018 that looked at about 10,000 adults and 6,500 kids or adolescents. 
And they looked at the definition of injury being at least a week off of sport or having to go to a physician or other healthcare professional. And we're finding that upwards of around 20% of both adults or children have had an injury within the past year. Um, in children, it's pretty equal with boys and girls. And in adults, uh, males are maybe 10% more injured than females. But in general, that's one in five people. So keeping that study into account, I mean, I, I wonder if we'll see a little bit of an increase in the injury rate over the next three to six months because people have been so inactive for a year. We're talking with Dr. Duran Nadeau, the head physician for the Edmonton Oilers and the Edmonton football team, vice president of the NHL Team Physicians Society and a founding member of HealthPoint Medical. Um, those numbers are alarming if you think about it. One in five people. And as we return to sport, I think it's a real important time to talk about uh, the proper reintegration into sport, especially for our youth athletes. You know, I, I've been around pro sports a long time, and I know you have as well. And I, if one thing, there's one thing I've always dreamed of um, is kind of taking that that sort of the, the care the the elite professional athletes get with everybody sort of in house. Uh, you know, they're they're so well taken care of. Uh, to, to have that type of a model sort of introduced to, to the everyday person, because it can be really tough out there to, one, get an a, a injury diagnosed, but then to get it taken care of properly. And that's, that's something I think that, that, that really needs to be addressed. Yeah, no, and, and you know what? Um, you know, we have over the years, I've developed programs similar to that. And, and as you were saying, you know, I've been involved in the Edmonton professional football team, uh, at University of Alberta football team and varsity health uh, out at the uh, Glenn Caesar Clinic since 2004 and with the Edmonton Oilers since 2005. And then when we built HealthPoint Medical, we, we really tried to, you know, take um, the sport medicine model and apply it to people with chronic back pain or subacute pain in their neck and, and pelvis and hips and people who are a little bit older but wanted to be um, still active with knee and hip arthritis. And, I mean, we, we really used our physical therapy partners uh, at Advantage uh, Physical Therapy and Sport Medicine, then our HealthPoint medical physicians to kind of, you know, um, work together. And I think what we termed is this term of locker room medicine. And I think that's something that I've always, um, you know, wanted to do with my patients is given the same treatment that, you know, we will get when we're in the Oilers locker room. So, I mean, naturally, if a player gets injured, the athletic therapist, um, uh, uh, such as TD Force with the Edmonton Oilers, will see the injury. And then, you know, I'll come in and take a look at that player together with the therapist. And then after we um, have a diagnosis, and that may mean getting an x-ray or getting an MRI investigation, then we um, work with our rehabilitation team, our physical therapists and other athletic therapists. We even have a chiropractor uh, involved. Um, and then our strength and conditioning coaches and our nutritionists, and we work all together. So, I mean, we really wanted to recreate this at HealthPoint and, and really look at um, uh, in that pain medicine model or spine-based pain, and that could be someone who has sciatica or a pinched nerve in their back to someone who's had chronic back pain since, you know, they were an athlete or worked a physical job. 
And we looked at having a physician with medication experience, a therapist to prescribe exercise, a physician who did things like specialized injections. And we've even had a psychiatrist involved in these. And there's really great evidence for multidisciplinary care in medicine. It really shows that you have improved outcomes for patients and also improved satisfaction for medical practitioners. Because if, you know, you're seeing someone and I'm seeing someone and our physio seeing someone, sometimes we have to go through the same story again and again, and patients kind of get sick of that. And as a practitioner, you want to be as efficient as you can, because in our medical care system, we do have wait lists. So if we can do all of this together and come up with a comprehensive um, you know, plan for patients, I mean, that's really what we've tried to do since you know, HealthPoint started in 2007 and using our partners at Advantage and really looking at you know the the kinesiology, physical therapy, athletic therapy, strength and conditioning, and physician side of things, we really feel that's optimum care for the patient. There's no question about it. That team approach, that interdisciplinary approach, that's exactly what I'm talking about. It's so fascinating to see it work, Doctor Nadu, in the in the professional world. Um, but to have that opportunity for our young athletes and our our weekend warriors, and and for anybody out there who's experiencing pain or injury. How great is that? Congratulations. And I can tell you this right now. I, I've had a chance to get over to Health Point and, and experience the environment over there. It is truly fantastic. And, and it's something I think that, that can really, really benefit everybody out there. Yeah. And, you know, I think the thing that sometimes, um, you know, people people do their best. For example, I have, I have lots of children and, um, you know, my son plays hockey for Southside Athletic Club. My younger kids at Confederation Hockey. I have uh, daughters in dance and, and a daughter in triathlon. Um, and, and obviously, when you're around lots of different sports, lots of different parents, there's lots of injuries. We, we already, um, you know, talked about the Dana study that one in five uh, children are going to get injured within a year. And what I find is people are doing their best and they're spinning in circles, doing treatments for weeks and not getting anywhere. And I always, the first question I said is, what is your diagnosis? And if you've been doing treatment for four to six weeks and you don't even know what's going on, um, I think that's a real problem. And I think that's where, you know, the physician piece comes in. Physicians are trained to diagnose. And then obviously we have some treatments that may involve medication or injections, but, you know, uh, what we really feel is we want to get people better not using injections and medications. We want people to get better doing exercise and therapy and rehabilitation. And that's really when you're when you have that team, you get the diagnosis and you let the therapists and strength people and athletic therapists do their thing. And then if their person isn't um, proceeding the way you think, then they come back to the physician in a follow-up and say, okay, what are some other more specialized things we can do? Maybe your knee's swollen. Maybe we need to put you on some anti-inflammatory so you have less pain and swelling so you can be more effective in your rehab. So those are all kind of examples that I think really are needed. If you don't have a diagnosis, you need one. And uh, fortunately, most injuries do get better. Um, but there's that subset that don't get better right away. And that's where you really need a, a team. And if you can start with that team, all the better. No question about it. You know, the, the idea of having the physicians and all the experts at Advantage Physical Therapy um, and the sports medicine people, the strength and conditioning coaches all together uh, collaborating on one single patient. It's almost like a dream come true for crying out loud. And for a lot of people that don't understand the process of assessment 
um, diagnosis and then and management and then return to play. Um, this is a really, really important pathway to getting back to your activities, whatever it might be, not just the way you were, but perhaps a lot of times even better than you were before. Well, and hopefully, and that's where we really feel that um, athletic therapists and strength and conditioning people can, in fact, you know, really pick up the deficiencies and not only, you know, uh, treat the injury, but look above in that kinetic chain. If it's your knee or ankle, what is the hip doing? Is it stiff? Um, Do you have decreased strength in those large uh, muscles like your gluteal muscles? And they can actually build you to be better. And I think, you know, for example, a couple a couple really good examples of of things that are hard to figure out, but with the whole team involved, make it a lot easier. Is as someone who has hip pain? Let's say you play hockey, you play in a men's league, and you've had a lot of hip flexor injuries. So the question I always ask is, if you have a hip flexor injury that keeps recurring and recurring, and you've been doing rehab, is it coming? down from your joint? Is it a little bit of early hip arthritis? Do you have hockey hip, like hip impingement? Is it your joint that keeps flaring up your muscle? And that's where, you know, from a physician perspective, we can order some investigations, do a physical exam, and then do a movement screen by our therapists. And sometimes, you know, we're able to get you through that. It might be just a matter of you releasing some tight muscles, or we might need to get more aggressive or we might even talk need to talk to one of our hip surgeons. So I think these are a, a good example. And another good example is concussion. Yes. I think, yeah. you know, concussion is one word, but everybody's concussion's a bit different. And the way I like to explain it to patients is there's different subtypes of concussion. And I think Dr. Marezik, who's part of our team as well, and I know he's uh, done lots of education on your show, is the different subtypes could include people who have, you know, severe headaches after their concussion or people who are having cognitive difficulties like memory, having trouble keeping up at work, people who have balance problems or eye movement problems so they can't track when they read or they feel off or dizzy when they do activity. And then people whose mood goes down, we call that affective disorders where where they get a lot of depression and anxiety. So I think you know, what we have to do is figure out based on your symptoms, what different subtypes of concussion you have. And then part of our team may include a sport medicine doc, um, a physical medicine and rehab specialist, a neurologist for your headaches, a neuropsychologist such as Dr. Marezik for the cognitive component. We have physical therapists who, you know, will look at the vestibular or balance component and also the neck pain component. And then when you're better, we have that athletic therapist and strength coach to get you back into shape because we do know that people who have concussions, when they come back, they can be more prone to other injuries if they're not properly conditioned. So those are just two kind of common examples that, uh, you know, where, where the team is very important. Yeah. That's that interdisciplinary approach. That's so, so important and really hasn't been readily available to the general public. So this is such a great, great move forward. Thanks to everybody there at health point. All right. We have to cut out for a quick break. When we come back, we'll continue our discussion on getting that proper diagnosis. We'll also talk about injury prevention and the importance of a good, well-structured warm-up. There are strategies there we need to talk about. And of course, we're returning to play after a massive COVID shutdown. And speaking 
speaking of team efforts, that interdisciplinary team that actually made that NHL bubble possible was absolutely incredible. And Dr. Nadeau was the lead on that whole project. We'll talk about that. Lots of great stuff coming up on Crush Performance. Stick around, everybody. We'll be right back. You're listening to Crush Performance, your weekly source for sport performance and athletic development information. Get the Crush blogs, podcasts, and performance links at crushperformance.com. Now, back to the show. And welcome back to Crush Performance, everybody. I am Jeff Crushell. Hey, you want to reach out? Questions, comments, smart remarks, do so. Crushperformance.com is the website. Info at Crush Performance is the email. Follow me on Twitter at Jeff Crush and on all of the social media platforms. Just search out Crush Performance and we will connect there. All right, we're joined today by Crush favorite, Dr. Duran Nadu, founding member at HealthPoint Medical. He's also the head team physician for the Edmonton Oilers and the Edmonton Football Club. And he's also the vice president of the NHL Teams Physician Society. Dr. Nadu, thanks for hanging on over the break. We were just talking about, you know, getting that proper diagnosis and how important that is. And it made me think about how we address our athletes in terms of their performance and progressing their performance. You know, we have this sort of long-term approach, but we bring it back to where the athlete is right now. And I really do believe it's all about problem solving, really, really understanding what's going on right now. And then just just finding that solution. You know, we often say a problem accurately defined is already partially solved, but it's almost impossible to solve it if you don't really know what the issue is. And that kind of brings me back to that comment you were making about all those parents who are out there going into all of these treatments when they don't really understand what it is exactly they're treating. This is an important part of the process and something that should be actually crystal clear. Yeah. And, you know, you do bring up a good point uh, in your role, Jeff, and uh, with conditioning. I mean, I've had um, lots of my kids have played hockey. I've had kids who have played, you know, triple A to tier eight. So I've seen kind of all the the gamut of the different levels. And one of the things, you know, um, that, you know, when you're, when you do your team warm up at the higher levels, you get to the arena a little bit early and everyone does the same warm up. but you may have a kid who has had um, maybe an MCL injury of their knee or they may have had a shoulder dislocation. And, you know, what we what we do, for example, on, you know, with the Oilers or with the Edmonton football team, um, is we have players who have different problems, and they do their warm-ups quite a bit differently. So if you've had shoulder dislocations, you need to work on your scapular stability, stretching your capsule in different ways. If you've had back or hip injuries, you have to activate your gluteal muscles differently. And I think, you know, um, by knowing what's going on and customizing that for each person, you're going to get them the proper warm up before they go into play sport. And then, especially if they're in contact sport, you have that other dimension to it. Um, so I think it's, it's really important that part of that um, customization is not only just for team dynamics, but also 
for that athlete specific dynamic based on, on what their injury history is. Oh, that is such a great point, Dr. Nadeau, and so, so important to understand. And that's kind of why you need that, that, that interdisciplinary team around, because those, some of those things can be very, very strategic. Now, a general warmup, we know a good, a well-designed general warmup for your team, no matter what level you're at, not only get your players ready and activated and, and really consciously aware and, and in a state of readiness for their sport, but can also have a very, very significant uh, impact on reducing risk of injury as well. So that's a really strong point right there. Yeah, no, I agree. And I mean, I think, you know, um, that warm up component of um, warming up your body, doing that component of uh, dynamic flexibility, and then really having that time where you have your own specific thing to work on, and then going into the general team uh, dynamic warm up together, which is part of team bonding as well, and and, and that's important. <laughs> Excuse me. Yeah, it certainly is. You know, um, it has been interesting times here. They we talked uh, um, briefly there about the COVID landscape, and you know, returning to play and being strategic how we go back to play. You've been a big, big part of this landscape. You had uh, some great experience as the medical director of the NHL bubble in the season last year, which must have been an absolute massive undertaking again i'm so glad that pro sports was able to get underway you were a big part of that now we're seeing the whl the cmo the ajhl and of course maybe the cfl talking about strategies for return to play here in in the covid landscape um but but these are things we have to think forward forwardly as well yeah i I do and i i look at the covid experience you know you never um, when you when you start out in your career or sport medicine um you know i never really thought i would be you know, looked at as uh, an expert in this area because, you know, really, um, you know, I'm not an infectious disease specialist, but I think, you know, what I found going through this, it was in um, the spring of last year. So, you know, 10 months ago where the Oilers uh, entertainment group, um, you know, really spearheaded with Bob Nicholson. Uh, I worked closely with Tim Shipton to really look at a safe way to have players return. And at that point in time, um, you know, Edmonton was a very good place for COVID as, as we are now. Um, and, uh, you know, we really had to work with the NHL. The NHL, uh, kudos to them and the National Hockey League Players Association. Dr. Wynnum Wesse out of Calgary is their chief medical officer. Dr. John Rezos, who's the uh, out of Toronto, and he's the National Hockey League Players Association rep. They really um, worked very closely and, you know, really had protocols that were excellent. Our Alberta government partners, our Alberta health partners, and our lab partners all um, ensured that we could basically have a very um, healthy environment. So essentially our team, and and in my experience with the CFL, the Western Hockey League, and Alberta Junior Hockey League, I I mean, we have a team, um, in order to make these sports go, you have, um, you know, medical leads, you have compliance officers on each team. You have the therapists that are not only looking at injuries now, are looking at um, symptoms for COVID, whether players are using their per- their personal protective equipment like masks. We have the lab, um, DynaLife um, and the Alberta Provincial Lab, their team of medical microbiologists. We have infectious disease consultant, Dr. Stephanie Smith, who's a professor of medicine at the University of Alberta. She was uh, instrumental in uh, really the NHL bubble. Um, we have our return to sport component of, of um, COVID. 
um, where, you know, our cardiologists and our pulmonary docs, uh, Dr. Evan Lockwood with cardiology um, here in Edmonton and Dr. Moult Boutani, have, um, I've really learned a lot from them because there are these complications that although they don't happen regularly, um, in, in highly tuned athletes, um, they're much less than 1%, but we need to make sure we have proper return to play protocols post COVID. And then of course it goes right down to the cleaning staff, how they're cleaning the diligence of, of the cleaners and then the suppliers for things like mass. And then of course the athlete buy-in and, and the team buy-in and the coach buy-in. You know, um, I'm on a committee, um, with the international sports that has the national football league, Australian rules, football, world rugby. Um, and they really found in the NFL that the teams that had leaders like their coaches, um, they're the ones who did better in the COVID landscape. So it takes everyone. Um, and, uh, you know, without a team in, in anything, uh, including COVID return to sport, you can't do it. So it's been a great learning experience and we're still learning. And, and the next learning point is, as the immunizations start to happen, will this affect the amount of, um, you know, um, uh, PPE we use around like masks, the cleaning protocols? And in the short term, I don't I think it won't. But uh, hopefully in the long term, we can get back to a more normal way of going about watching sports and playing sports. Yeah, that's incredibly fascinating. You know, as we watched all the professional sports sort of work their way through the COVID landscape to get back to play. I was always sort of fascinated at everything that must be going on behind the scenes to make it happen and make it safe for everybody uh, from the players right down to, as you mentioned, the team right down to the cleaning staff and the suppliers. What a, what an orchestra of communication and, and pieces that, that come together to make it all happen. What an undertaking. Yeah, and you know, hats off to in the NHL bubble to the the Oilers Entertainment Group. They essentially, um, when when they were told that um, the NHL bubble was going to be in Edmonton, it was essentially like planning an Olympics in two to three weeks, and um, <laughs> right down to the the way you deliver food. Um, you know, having the barriers between the people serving food. Um, and, uh, you know, also remember that, uh, the people working in the bubble lived in the greater community, so they weren't truly bubbled. And, um, we really were showed that we were able to keep the bubble safe and, and, uh, uh, essentially the, the people who helped plan that just did a phenomenal job. Oh, the ingenuity and the things that we can do when we're faced with adversity is truly, truly incredible. And I think this is something, Dr. Nadu, to keep in mind, because, you know, as young athletes, you know, we mentioned that Danish study early on where, you know, one in five people in the next year will experience some form of injury. Um, you know, in, in your little bubble, like in my family's little bubble here, one of our kids gets hurt skiing with a knee injury or a concussion. That's pretty, that's pretty serious stuff inside of our bubble. And, and to know that there is potential access to that sort of team locker room approach right there. That is very, very comforting to know. Yeah. And I think, you know, you'll, you'll see, we've seen that in medicine. I, I'm very lucky in my specialty of uh, physical medicine and rehabilitation. Um, you know, a lot of docs work out of the Glen Rose Rehabilitation Hospital. And I really learned this going through my residency um, where how do you approach someone who's had, who, who's a quadriplegic? you um, approach someone who's had a, a skull fracture from an accident has a severe traumatic brain injury well you know what we from 
physios to occupational therapists, physicians, um, neuropsychologists, we would all conference about these patients and then also bring the family in for family conferences. And that's really the model that we do in physical medicine and rehabilitation. And, and I think that model is making its way to all sorts of other types of medical specialties. We see that a lot in, in with cancer um, now. We see that a lot in a lot of the different uh, internal medicine specialties. Um, but essentially, that's it's more efficient. It's better communication. Um, and it's actually better to work in as a practitioner um, because, you know, all the experts are there and they're all communicating. Yeah. And, you know, we've talked about this on the show before about, you know, just sort of that those hallway conversations, just being being integrated, being together and the ideas that that, that actually come to light when you're when you're sort of sharing knowledge. It can be very powerful. And, and that's kind of what it takes, that team approach. Exactly. And, um, you know, I think. Like any team, um, you get to know who's the expert on what and whose special interest is on what, and uh, you can really lean on them. We're talking with Dr. Duran Nadeau, the head physician for the Edmonton Oilers and the Edmonton football team, vice president of the NHL Team Physicians Society, and a founding member of HealthPoint Medical. Uh, Dr. Nadeau, as we let you go here, uh, we will be returning to play. The vaccines are rolling out. Everybody's anxious to get back at it. Any sort of words for families and coaches and organizations who are listening here as we head back into the sporting landscape? We kind of mentioned already the need to take sort of caution and take the time to make sure everybody's ready. Uh, And that's an important message. Anything else you'd like to sort of share with everybody before we sign off here? No, I think, you know, um, really using Alberta Health as your direction of what to do. Um, They are going about it in a very systematic way, uh, in a safe way. Um, and I think, you know, patience for all of us, um, including myself, um, I think what I found, you know, in looking at some of the National Football League data, you know, if you can be outside and work out, it is better for spread um, indoors if in a sporting environment is more difficult. And that's why right now with our indoor sports, um, the restrictions, uh, you know, although they're there, they have been lifted. Um, to some extent, they're not going to zero to 100. And that's really because of that. But I mean, as our weather um, uh, gets better, uh, people should be outside and be active both for themselves and also for their sport, because it will improve their their mental health. Um, and hopefully when we're circle back to this time next year, things are very different. Yeah, great stuff. So much great information here. If anybody in our audience would like more information on the referral process or the interdisciplinary locker room approach that's happening there at HealthPoint, you can go to healthpoint.com. Dr. Nadeau, huge thanks for your time today. Such a fantastic conversation. We also like to pass on a huge thanks to everybody on your team that is working hard to make sport happen, keeping all the players, staff, and everybody involved safe, and for all the work being done to help people deal with their injuries and get back to the games they love. Thanks so much. Really appreciate your time today. Excellent. Thanks for having me. All right, there you go. What a fantastic discussion that was. Man, did we cover some ground today or what? Great conversations. Just about... You know, that interdisciplinary locker room approach that's now becoming available to our youth, our developing athletes, as well as the weekend warriors. It is such a powerful thing, having all those experts working together to help everybody get back to the sport they love. It's a really important process, and it's really hard to get that done efficiently when you have to bounce around from doctor to doctor or expert to expert. 
But when you have that team together working and consulting with one another to help you get back to the game you love, well, that's what our pro athletes experience. And I'm so glad that it's now happening for the general public and everybody else out there. Again, I have to thank everybody at uh, HealthPoint and Dr. Nadu for all the great work they're doing and for his time today. Man, we really did get after it. I, I was really fascinated about the conversation around the NHL bubble. You want to talk about a multidisciplinary team of <laughs> world-class experts working together to bring us sport and making NHL possible. And I really do believe that was more important than I think we sometimes give it credit for. You know, in that crazy COVID lockdown where everything just seemed to go to a screeching halt, to have professional sport up and running, just just for me personally, seeing the highlights in the morning was such uh, a relief. It, it really, truly was. And it also gave, I think, everybody some hope that, hey, sport will be back sooner than later. Well, it's right around the corner now. And that was another important part of this conversation. Hey, getting ready for the return to sport. I cannot overemphasize the importance of preparation here. Taking the time to get ready for your return to sport uh, whenever it does happen, whenever we get the green light from the health authorities to get back into action here. Um, make sure you're ready. And a big, big part of being ready on a daily basis is that warm-up that Dr. Nadu and I talked about. It is a game changer, not only in terms of helping our athletes prevent injuries, but also in helping them raise their level of readiness to increase performance and, and be more coachable day-to-day uh, -day when we're working with our athletes. Such an important thing. And, and one thing I did really like uh, that Dr. Nadu mentioned was that individual approach to, to the warm-up. If you've had a certain type of injury or if you have a problem or maybe you play a particular position, well, there are things you can do to address those specific things. Now, it's always great to have a team warm-up. I'm a huge fan of a team warm-up period. But then we also set aside some time for individual prep, right? Individual activation or readiness periods where these athletes, you know, will go out and do their own thing. The stuff that makes them feel good or the stuff they need to do because of maybe a past injury or a condition they might have, or because of the position they play, like, you know, working with the pro football guys, we'll do a team warm up where everybody's together and it's fun. It's bonding. It really truly is a great team experience, but then we'll separate into the special teams, the defensive guys, the offensive guys, the quarterbacks, the wide receivers, the running backs. We'll all have a very different little, you know, period of warm up to address the drills they're going to do in practice that day, but also um, for their particular positions. And you can do that for every sport. We do that for every sport. So keep that in mind. A real smart thing there. Man, this is a show to share. If you want to go to crushperformance.com, the uh, podcast will be posted there. And I have to thank Dr. Nadu one more time for, for that great conversation. All right, everybody. So listen, we are in the midst of spring here. Baseball's underway. The season is about to begin. A major league baseball season. And, you know, knock on wood, if everything goes well, it's going to be a full season. We've got plenty more baseball talk coming out. We're supposed to have Carrick Jackson this week, the new president of the uh, MLB Draft League. Um, we just had a few technical difficulties, so uh, we've connected with uh, Carrick, and we will be visiting with him next week. After that, we'll be talking to Angus Mugford, the VP of Performance for the Toronto Blue Jays, and we're trying to track down either Kim Ng or Billy Bean, somebody to talk about the state of the game, but also to look at the use of analytics in baseball. There's some new rules coming out in the minor leagues that are going to change things quite a bit. We're going to talk about that as well, the contraction of the minor leagues and how that's going to change player development. Player development is such an important part 
of baseball right now, and we're going to have some great discussions coming up as as the entire baseball world uh, looks to get back into action. All right, get out there, problem solve, go get better, and we'll talk to you next time right here on Crush Performance. Goodbye now. Don't forget to ride. This is an In the Trenches with Ian Beckles quick fix on Radio Influence. You know, we, when we went through everything with Vincent Jackson, and we don't know what's happening with Vincent. We don't know a lot of the details. I know a lot of the details, okay? Uh, and, you know, we, we we came on the air after Vincent's um, unfortunate passing, and, you know, uh, some people were upset that I immediately brought up CTE. No, it would have been upsetting if I didn't bring up CTE, because read the story. CTE's written all over it. And if you don't believe that, then go look up all the other stories, no, Vincent Jackson, a guy that's beloved throughout the whole country, the country. People it wasn't just Tampa Bay, Tampa Bay, San Diego. He affected a lot of different people. People loved Vincent Jackson more than. I mean, I've been around the majority of Tampa Bay athletes. He's top five. Okay, he's top five with Derek Brooks, uh, Leroy Selman, uh, Mike Allstott. That's 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 pretty freaking high up there now. And he didn't have the career, but there's something there was something about Vincent Jackson that was extremely likable, and I mean everybody, because I, I thought he was a genuine person from from my aspect. So how dark does it have to be for you to have that beautiful wife and that beautiful family and distance yourself from them for a month in a hotel room by yourself? That's pretty dark, okay? So you know when we're talking about CTE as we go forward. You know, don't know what's happening with Vincent Jackson, but once again, 111 brains, okay, were given into a study, and 110 of them had CTE. Vincent Jackson's family is 100% sure he had CTE, all right? I've, I've been so close to the source. Other than talking to his wife, I came the next down, okay? I talked to that person, and they have absolutely no doubt that it was CTE. In the Trenches with Ian Beckles can be found on Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, TuneIn Radio, Google Podcasts, and RadioInfluence.com.